Look, some feelings might get hurt, but I'm not really here to make friends. I'm building a resource for you patients. Hey, what's up you guys, Victor here, and today we're gonna rank the top 10 limb lengthening clinics from around the world. Now, this isn't just any old ranking system. No, we're gonna break it down using a tiered list to give you a clear and comprehensive overview of who leads the field in this life-changing procedure. Now, to keep things simple, we're gonna base the rankings on six main factors, including experience, success rates, cost, post-op aftercare, technology, and finally, marketability. So whether you're actually considering getting limiting surgery done, or you're just curious about, you know, which surgeons are the best in the business, you're in the right place. But before we begin, I wanna mention that the clinics that we'll be ranking today not only correct deformities and fix discrepancies, but they also offer cosmetic stature lengthening. And that's really important to mention because there are a lot of clinics that don't offer stature lengthening, at least right now that is. All right guys, so real quick, I just wanna go ahead and do a real quick overview of the clinic key and the surgeons that match up with that clinic, right? Because I'm gonna do the ranking for each of these and I want you to know who belongs to what when I'm talking about it. Okay, so first up we have the Paley Institute. Um, this is Dr. Paley, Dr. Robbins, the Paley Institute. Uh, then we have Dr. Rosbrook, Dr. Reef at HSS, which is Hospital for Special Surgery. Um, then we have Metin Kuchikaya, uh, that's his logo. Then we have Dong Hoon Lee with Dal Rai. Then we have Peter Thaller with 3D Surgery. Then we have Janet Conway, Michael Asayag with ICLL. Then we have Franz Burkholz with his FB here. Then we have Marie Gadelovich with the CLLC, and the, uh, Dr. Mbubian with height lengthening, and we have finally Dr. Parihar with his uh, Mangalanand Hospital uh, logo, okay? All right, let's get started. So the first category is experience, and this refers to three things in particular. It's the time of the game or the number of years that that surgeon has been practicing limb lengthening and deformity reconstruction, as well as the diversity of cases that they've handled over the years. It also relates to the ability to avoid and treat complications, and finally, it's the surgeon's skill and technique for both straightforward and complicated cases. Okay, guys, so this is the chart that we're going to use to rank the experience of the limb lengthening clinics. Now, here at the bottom, you can tell that I don't have it listed by the clinic, rather by the surgeons from those clinics, because of the fact there may be actually more than one surgeon who performs limb lengthening at each center. And on the left-hand side of the chart, we actually have the rankings for each of these surgeons. We have the elite, master, advanced, proficient, and competent categories. So starting from the left to right, in no particular order, although it looks like it is in order, uh, we have Dr. Dror Paley as surgeon number one. He is the king and modern-day godfather of limb lengthening and deformity reconstruction. He has like 40-some years in the game. I mean, it's crazy. I think it's 37 years of experience as a limb lengthening and deformity reconstruction specialist. He's trained many of these other top surgeons in the field, or at least has been their mentor at one point or another. His teachings and techniques have been learned from surgeons from all over the world who don't even know his name. Now that's experience when you can pioneer medical devices and you know essentially you know create surgical techniques and give a language to an industry you become the goat pretty pretty darn quick. So um, this man has done over 25,000 surgeries. He has over three clinics worldwide, and I think he's working on opening a fourth here shortly. And um, he has like 25 surgeons underneath him. Um, he has a massive empire that's growing rapidly. So Dr. Paley is going to take that elite status of surgeon. Next up, we have his right-hand man, Dr. Craig Robbins, who works at the Paley Institute. He has he's approaching 15 years in the game. I think he started off in 2009, and then he was hired by Paley in 2014. And um, look, man, this guy does amazing stuff as a limb lengthening deformity re reconstruction specialist. Started started out with pediatrics and moved into a, working with adults. He has amazing patient results. 
And um, he, you would even recognize he's a surgeon from his down-to-earth personality and demeanor. Super nice guy, super humble, but a super beast in the OR. Um, so from his experience alone of 15 years, which is you know less than half of what Dr. Paley has, I'd slide him in at the advanced category. However, because he works next to Dr. Paley on a daily basis, and you get to see what Dr. Paley's doing and get to really grasp the knowledge a lot quicker and really expedite your skill level, I'm going to give him a bonus amp and knock him up to the master surgeon stage, okay? Dr. Robbins is amazing. Um, in fact, he's the reason why the Paleo Institute runs so well, uh, you know, at least in West Palm Beach. So definitely, definitely, definitely a fantastic surgeon. All right, surgeon number three is Dr. Robert Rosbrook from the Hospital for Special Surgery in New York. He's the chief of the Lemington and Complex Reconstruction Service up there. Uh, this man did trainings with Dr. Paleo in the past as well uh, at the International Center for Lemington in Baltimore way back when. And he has, I think, nearly 30 years of experience. and um, I actually turned, termed him the, or gave him the moniker, the savior of limbs. Why? Because when patients are doomed for amputation, they often go to see Dr. Rosbrook, <laughs> and somehow he puts on his surgeon cape and saves the day and saves that person's limb. And uh, because of that, he has amazing, amazing patient results. Uh, patients from all over the world go to see him in New York, and um, he's a true stalwart in the in the field um, in limb lengthening deformity reconstruction and he's also moving into osteointegration which i love to chat with him more about that i mean it's a fantastic field of advanced orthopedics and um dr rosbrook is definitely elite surgeon Right, our next surgeon is Dr. Taylor Reef, who is really like Dr. Rosbrook's protege. Essentially, I call him the prodigy because of the fact that his he has his hands in so many different you know fields of advanced orthopedics. I mean, if you think about it, he works with bone cancer and oncology. Uh, he's in limb lengthening, deformity reconstruction, um, and now he's in osseointegration. He's just like Dr. Rosbrook, up and coming. I mean, it's crazy. However, from his sheer experience, he's new to the game. So from that, you would think that he would have competent uh, be a competent surgeon um, because he's so new. However, because he works with Dr. Rosbrook and other elites up in New York, I'm going to knock him right up to the proficient status, and he's rapidly rising. I think he would be advanced and be a master in the next couple of years soon because he's working with an elite like Dr. Rosbrook. All right, next up we have the Lord of the Rings, Halion from Stellenbosch, South Africa, Dr. Franz Burkholz. This guy works at the Institute of Orthopedics and Rheumatology in Stellenbosch, and I'll tell you what, this guy has really, you know, taken off really, really well, especially after the interview that I did with him last year in April of 2022. Patients have really taken a liking to him, especially for stature lengthening. He really broke back onto the scene. He used to do it a while back, but he stopped, but he came back because he realized what was happening at inexperienced clinics, and he's like, you know what, enough is enough. I need to get back out there, use my skills for good, and he has done just that. He's really taken up a lot of patients and really helped them, you know, get, you know, get their height and get walking really well, and I'll tell you what, Dr. Burkholz, Dr. B, as you know, a lot of patients call him, is doing an amazing job. I mean, he's a fantastic user of the external fixator, and he has nearly 20, I think it's over 20 years in the game. So he does lectures all over the world. I think he was in Italy uh, sometime this summer doing talks. And, um, you know, he has fantastic patient results. If you look at some of his work, it's truly, truly amazing. Um, so because of that, because of his experience, I'm going to put him up here with the master surgeon level. So uh, big thumbs up to Dr. Burkholz. All right, our next surgeon is none other than the queen of lemon herself, Dr. Janet Conway. Uh, she works at the Ribbit Institute for Advanced Orthopedics at Sinai Hospital in Baltimore and uh, within the International Center for Lemon the ICLL. And look, she has over 20 years of experience. She was hired 
hired by Dr. Pilly at the ICLL in 2001, and I think she did her fellowship in 1999. So this lady has over 20-some years of experience, going on 24 years of experience in limb, lengthen, limb lengthening and deformity reconstruction. So um, I'm easily giving her a master surgeon status. I'd like to give her a leap, but I think she works a lot more with bone and joint infection and you know severe deformities and whatnot. But she also does amazing cases for limb length discrepancies. I mean, look at your boy. And then also for stature lengthening, she does it all. So easily sliding into that master surgeon spot, but could arguably be elite as well. Um, she's worked with Dr. Hertzenberg for years, who is another goat in the industry. Um, and because of that, she's seen it all. She's seen several complications and really does know how to treat almost any complication and avoid them along the way. So easily a master surgeon there. All right, the next surgeon that we have is Dr. Michael Asayag, Dr. A, as a lot of patients call him. A fantastic surgeon, works at the ISCLL there in Baltimore at Sinai, and, um, you know, very skilled. I think he has about, yeah, I think it's about eight years in the game since he really uh, finished his fellowship at the HSS with Rosbrook and um, now trains with Dr. Conway, Dr. Hertzenberg, and all the other surgeons there and um, you know so really rapidly rising does has done a lot of cases for patients here and a lot of them are doing really well um, you know for experience alone I would probably put him in the proficient status and I'd say that you know he's quickly rising to the advanced status because of how long he's been in the game and how many patients he's seen so uh, all right so next up we have Dr. Mangal Parihar from Mumbai India from the Mongol Anand Hospital and the Center for Limb Thinning and Reconstruction there uh, Dr. Parihar is a fantastic surgeon. He was kind of a pupil of Dr. Pilly's for a long time. Dr. Pilly used the words, he's a very careful surgeon, uh, meaning that he's a very, you know, detailed surgeon, avoids complications, treats deformities. Um, he works at India, so you know there's a lot of complications and deformities, congenital uh, issues that he sees on a daily basis. So when you're that type of surgeon and then you get into something like limb lengthening, you're really, really well grounded and you really have a, a lot of... Um, experience so he's been in the game for over 20 years i think it's actually more than like you know, like 25 i think it is uh but the thing is is that you know he is in india so as far as technology and you know hospital goes he has a fantastic center but it's it's not you know the u.s it's not anything like that so i'd probably put him in the advanced category uh for surgeons for right now i'd slide him in there just because of the fact that there's probably some technological uh barrier that probably would hinder him but in terms of like the body and the surgeon skill, he probably would probably inch up to the master category if I made a really good case for him. All right, so the next surgeon that we have is Dr. Shahab Mabubian Halian from Burbank, Los Angeles, California, from the Height Lengthening Clinic. He did a spell of a fellowship with Dr. Rosbrook in New York, and he has over 10 years in the game. Um, you know, a lot of patients have you know, giving him flack because of his aggressive marketing, and that's gotten a lot of controversy. And I think that some of his patients, you do more patients, they may develop some issues. But, you know, I think that Dr. Mabubian's a good surgeon, and I think that he's going to slide right into his proficient ranking as well. Um, and, you know, like I said, he's he's rapidly rising. He's doing a lot of cases, and uh, patients seem to take a really good liking to him. He's a very popular surgeon with his cosmetic stature lengthening. All right, so the next surgeon we have is Dr. Marie Gadelovich from the uh, Canadian Limb Lengthening Center, and um, fantastic surgeon. has been in the game. I think she has a little over 10 years as well, and what can I say? I mean, she's fantastic at what she does. She's done a lot of cases. She has her own unique surgical approaches uh, that kind of goes against the grain from what other surgeons in the field have done, the vast majority, but they've turned out really well, and um, 
what can I say? Dr. G is a very popular surgeon. She's done some documentaries in the past year. She's done a lot of media coverage, revamped her whole brand, really kind of partnered up with her sister's uh, plastic uh, surgery clinic and has doing, done a lot of cosmetic cases. So um, I'm going to slide Dr. G into the advanced surgeon uh, stage for now. I think um, she's rapidly rising and uh, definitely a good surgeon. Okay, next up we have Metin Kuchikaya from Istanbul, Turkey. He's probably the only surgeon in, the, in all of Turkey that I would ever recommend. I think he's fantastic at what he does, has well over 25 years of experience in the field, um, and very, very skilled. In fact, he was the first to implant the precise 2.2 nail in the world. Now, Dr. Pili was the first one to do it in the U.S. I know Dr. Uh, Kuchikaya was the first one to do it in the world. Uh, Nuvasiv often goes to him for a lot of their you know, clinical trials and whatnot. Other nail companies, he works closely with them. I think it was uh, Sinoste and their Nitty Nail and whatnot. So Dr. Kuchikaya is a fantastic surgeon, very highly skilled for deformity reconstruction. In fact, you know, the next two that we're going to be talking about often look up to him. So he's a he's an underrated surgeon because not a lot of people know about him, but he's like the only surgeon that I trust from Turkey uh, to even do anything. And where does he rank? Easily ranks into the master surgeon status. I, he'd probably slip into the elite category because of what he does for deformity reconstruction and limb lengthening. Now, he probably hasn't done as many cosmetic cases as other surgeons here, but that doesn't really matter, right? Because cosmetic surgery is the easier part of the game when you do so much deformity reconstruction and limb lengthening. So um, Dr. Kuchikaya definitely slips into the master surgeon status. All right, so next up we have Dr. Peter Thaler uh, from 3D Surgery in Berlin, Germany. Uh, he also travels to Munich. And um, 3D stands for Defects, Deformities, and Leg Length Discrepancies. And uh, this guy, the word precise just jumps out when you think about him. The way he thinks about his the bone alignment and the, the spatial awareness, his three-dimensional analysis of how he approaches alignment is incredible with his his planning. Uh, you, you know, a fantastic surgeon, really is, really nice guy, uh, has well over 20 years of experience in the field, has treated some extreme deformity cases uh, as well as discrepancies. And um, he also does stature lengthening, but he, if he's not using a weight-bearing nail, he prefers to do it unilaterally because he wants his patients to have a lot of mobility during lengthening so that's sometimes seen as like, you know, not as feasible by the patients and, you know, the cost goes up, but he's not, he doesn't really care about the, you know, marketing for limb lengthening. And I think that's what, what really, you know, is a good thing for him because of the fact that he cares more about his patient's results versus just getting patients in the door. Uh, he's easily a master surgeon as well. Um, you know, fantastic surgeon uh, in Europe there. Finally, we have Dr. Dong Hoon Lee from Seoul, South Korea, uh, from Dal Rai. That's his clinic there. It's a very, very comprehensive clinic. It's much like Dr. Paley's in which it has, you know, the surgery center, uh, the physical therapy and everything in between, uh, you know, all included. Um, and Dr. Dong Hun Lee is very popular in the stature lengthening scene, especially in Asia. Uh, a lot of patients, in fact, I think he's booked up for like two years or something like that, but his skill level is incredible of what he does. He can achieve things that you wouldn't even think he's be able to achieve, but he can do a lot. Um, you know, he fits in here with, I call it the legendary three <laughs> with Dr. Kuchikaya, Dr. Thaler, and Dr. Dong Hun Lee. These guys are great friends. They do a lot of work together and they're fantastic master surgeons. So, all right, guys, and this is how I would rank the surgeons and the clinics that we have so far. Um, again, anybody that's overcompetent can do the surgery well, and you're going to have great results. But I think that this is like the tiered list of ranking in terms of surgeons that I rank them. Okay, now you guys may have different rankings. They may have different rankings, but this is how Cyborg is ranking them. All right, we're going to move on. 
All right, category number two is success rate. And this relates to the percentage of successful surgeries with minimal complications that either meet or exceed patient expectations in terms of results and recovery time. Now, since these surgeons have made my top 10, most have a high success rate. Now, I'm gonna go ahead and piggyback off the number of years that they've been in the game and their experience, as well as the number of cases that they each have done. All right, guys, so we're gonna go ahead and rank the success rates for these limb lengthening clinics. Uh, so starting off, we have the HSS, which is the Hospital for Special Surgery in New York. Um, they're automatically gonna have an exceptional success rate. Why? They're the number one orthopedic hospital in the United States for the like last five, six years. It's been crazy. So, um, and if something does go off track or go awry up there, you have people like Dr. Rosberg, Dr. Fragman, Dr. Taylor Reef, Dr. Jason Holworth. You have a, a ton of surgeons up there that can pretty much help get that complication corrected and get the patient back on track. So they're going to end up, you know, getting that patient, the desirable outcome at the end of the day. Next up, we have the height lengthening clinic by Dr. Mabuvian. You know, over the time I've heard some, you know, patient issues here and there, and that happens when you do a lot of cases. So I don't know whether or not it's a little bit of patient pleasing or what, but I've heard some issues and I think I'd rank him around the 90 to 94% of success rate. Still above average, still fantastic. But, you know, um, there have been a few issues and, you know, it is what it is. That's why I'm going to rank it. All right, next up, we have the International Center for Lemon Thinning in Baltimore at Sinai. Uh, fantastic clinic, again, loaded with advanced orthopedic surgeons. So if anything does go wrong, they're going to fix it. Um, you have tons of surgeons. Like I said, you have Dr. Janet Conway, Dr. Uh, Michael Asayag. You have Dr. Philip McClure, Dr. Noman Siddiqui, Dr. Sean Standard. I could go down the list. It's crazy. They're loaded with surgeons. So if anything does go wrong, whether it's orthopedic, uh, neurological, whatever, they're going to have that thing fixed. All right, we got the heavy hitter in here, the Paley Institute. Um, yeah, automatic, exceptional. I don't even need to really say much here, but I mean, if you think about it, they're at the St. Mary's Medical Center. They're the Paley Orthopedic and Spine Institute. They have 25 orthopedic surgeons. It's even more, uh, you know, uh, abundant than, you know, the ICLL there. And they're all specialty, like A-listers in their area of specialty. So if you think about it, they have limb lengthening deformity reconstruction, foot and ankle. Um, you know, they have shoulder and arm. They have all these different, you know, they have pain management. So they're going to, they're going to definitely be the top of the top in terms of exceptional, um, you know, success rates. All right, next up we have the Mongol Anand Hospital. Can't really see the logo there, but um, this is the one in Mumbai, India. I think that the clinic looks really good uh, from what I can tell. I haven't been there myself, um, but from what I can hear, it's compared to most clinics in India, it's, 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 it's above the rest, um, and I think it stands out really well. Um, it's definitely not going to be up to standards with, you know, your typical level one trauma center in the U.S. So I'll definitely put it above average. And the reason why is not even, even if it did kind of slip into the average range, I think that, you know, Dr. Parihar's skill level of knowing how to treat the complication is, and, and to stay out of trouble in the first place to prevent it is going to be what boosts him up to the above average range. So I'll definitely stick him right there. All right, next up, we have the 3D surgery with Dr. Peter Thaler in Berlin. Um, again, fantastic clinic from what he told me. I'm going to put that in the high-ranking category for success rates. All right, next up, we have Donghun Lee's Dalrai, which is the Donghun Advanced Lengthening and Reconstruction Institute in Seoul, South Korea. Fantastic clinic. I'm going to probably put him in the high range. Why? Because... I, th I don't know how many surgeons he has, you know, following behind him. So if, you know, a complication does arise, he's the number one guy. If he can't get to it, who can? So um, clinic-wise, it's probably a fine clinic and handle a lot of stuff. But again, him and Peter Thaler, I think they're like the main front-end guys. So if they can't handle it, 
who are, who's in second in command. Like these other clinics up here, they have tons of surgeons, A-list surgeons behind the front guy. So if the front guy can't handle it, then, you know, the guy second in command can easily. So we'll rank him in the high range. I think it's going to be, you know, everything turns out really well. All right, next up, we have the Canadian Limb Lengthening Center in Montreal, Canada with Marie Gadelovich. Now, recently in the last year and a half, she partnered up with her twin sister, uh, who is a plastic surgeon up there, and they have a private practice outpatient clinic where they do a lot of these uh, statue lengthening cases and other things like that. Now, she does also operate at the... Uh, orthopedic hospital. Uh, I can't remember where. I, I definitely put her in the high range uh, because of the fact that it's outpatient. And um, I think that, you know, you can only do so much outpatient. And again, she's the front end character. If she can't get to it, then, you know, if she's busy or something like that, if she's doing some sort of surgery and there's a complication comes up, then you got to understand that that's going to drop her down a little bit. All right, next up, we have Metin Kuchikaya. Now, recently, I have heard that he partnered up with the International Orthopedic Group. Um, and ever since, I think that they have kind of, you know, partnered him with a new um, clinic and it's in Istanbul in a nice place and again this guy is a beast in terms of surgical skill but this is not experience this is more about success rate right now over the years he has had a fantastic success rate up there with Dong Hoon Lee and Peter Thaler I'm going to rank him in the high range um, again I think he's the front end character I don't think he has surgeons behind him who are as good as him so again this is what's going to kind of keep him in that high range there next up we have Franz Burkholz uh, at the Institute for Orthopedics and Rheumatology. It's an orthopedic clinic, so it's probably going to have other orthopedic surgeons. But again, Dr. B is going to be the guy who's leading that pack. So I'd put him in the high category as well. Skill level very high, but again, he's only one person. I don't know how many people are behind him that are better than him um, for any particular case to handle it. Uh, whereas at these other institutes up here that made the top three uh, for success rate, they have all surgeons who equally can do this, you know, surgery equally as well as the person who's leading the, the face of that company. Our category number three is cost. And this is a really big one, at least the patients, because it relates to the affordability of the overall procedure and convenience for patients. For example, many times you're just gonna pay for the surgery at some centers, whereas others, you're gonna pay for the post-op rehab care in addition to it. And then even some will have accommodations, you know, intertwined into their overall package. Now, the clinic's gonna get a bonus bump here if they have a rapid response rate for patients that reach out to them. For example, if a patient contacts them for a consultation and that clinic gets back to them within, let's say the same day, that's a thumbs up. Now, if they get back to them in like, you know, five minutes, then that's a double thumbs up. And if they get back to them in, let's say, three weeks, that's a thumbs down. Hey guys, so we're gonna go ahead and rank the costs of the Lemon Clinics here. Uh, and the costs include things like the surgery itself, whether or not they have accommodations such as physical therapy, transportation, housing, food, all that good stuff. And we're also going to factor in response rate as a opportunity cost because if you reach out to a clinic and they don't get back to you for, let's say, I don't know, a week or so, you could have used that time to reach out to another clinic and perhaps even book your surgery. Uh, so we're going to factor that in as well. All right. So starting off with the HSS in New York, Hospital for Special Surgery. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> their cost is astronomically high. I think it's like $120,000 for the femurs and $140,000 for the tibias, and they don't include any accommodations um it's just you know the typical surgery and the checkups uh but they don't have like things like physical therapy they have recommendations 
um, you know, no housing, no food, no transportation, things like that. Now, as far as their response rate, it's really good. I think they get back to their patients within a, a day, so that's good, but it doesn't change their cost overall. So they're going to be in the very high range there. All right, so next up we have the ICLL, the International Center for Lung Lengthening in Baltimore, and their current cost for femur lengthening is $70,000. Their tibia lengthening cost is $72,000, and they include 36 sessions of physical therapy. And their opportunity cost as far as their response rate is okay, right? Because I hear some inconsistencies as far as how fast they respond. Sometimes it's really good and, you know, within a day and sometimes it's over a week or more. So because of that, I'm going to give them the okay status. Um, still, their price is in, you know, a good range for it to stay within the moderate uh, price range. All right, next up we have the Height Lengthening Clinic in Los Angeles, California. Um, the cost here for the femur lengthening is $82,000. For the tibias, it's $92,000. Uh, unfortunately, they don't have any accommodations, but they do have recommendations for physical therapy, housing, and whatnot like that. So uh, when it's eighty dollars to $90,000, I'm going to put that in the high category. Uh, as far as response rate goes, I've heard that it can be a little delayed, as in like a little bit more than five days, sometimes a week. So when you know patients are reaching out to you and you have a front desk, you want to get a you know get back to them ASAP. Now I don't know if that's for every patient that reaches you know out, but if you're busy and you don't get back to patients in the same day, that's not good. It's maybe okay and maybe on the edge of not good. So I'd like to increase them to very high, but I think that they're still going to stay in that high price range. All right, so next up we have the Paley Institute. And there are three Paley Institutes that we have to list prices for. Uh, we have the United States one, which is in West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, for femurs there, it's $95,000. For tibias, it's $106,000. And they provide full physical therapy sessions. I think it's 60 sessions over the course of your lengthening. And they provide transportation. And it's a good opportunity cost because the response rate typically happens within 24 hours, sometimes 48 uh, at the longest, but uh, that's pretty darn good. And their Abu Dhabi location, the femurs are $80,000. For the tibias, it's $87,000. And they provide full physical therapy sessions for your duration of lengthening and transportation to and from if you're staying nearby. And they have you know local accommodations as well. So I think they provide a lot there. I mean, it's in the UAE, so you get you know definitely like top-end service. For their Poland clinic, it's about $80,000 for the femurs and about $90,000 for the tibias. So it's 10 grand more. Uh, physical therapy is provided in Poland. Um, I'm not super familiar if they provide transportation or not, but they do have recommendations for, you know, housing accommodations. So because of all three clinics. If I was just going off of the U.S. clinic, it would probably rank them in the very high uh, category. But because they do have other clinics um, worldwide that caters to more patients within different price ranges, I'm going to go ahead and put them in the high category, okay? Because that allows them to basically have two clinics that are below $90,000 for, you know, up to t for tibial lengthening and then, you know, around $80,000 for femur lengthening with, you know, Dr. Pilly is, you know, doing the surgery. So, all right, next up, we have the Mongol Anand Hospital uh, in Mumbai, India, and um, the prices there for femur lengthening is around $45,000, tibia is around $50,000. Um, I'm not 100% sure as far as what's provided in terms of accommodations. I do believe that it is phys physical therapy is included, and um, I believe food as well. I'm not sure if housing accommodations are, but there are, I mean, you're in India, so there's things are going to be a lot cheaper there. So as far as price goes, it's going to be low, right? That's like probably the lowest we're going to get. I mean, you're in India, 
But um, yeah, the opportunity cost, I think it's okay. So I don't think it's as rapid as some of the other clinics that we're going to talk about here, but uh, I think it's pretty decent. So that could put them up to the economical, but I don't have enough information to kind of grade them. So we'll keep them in the low status. All right, next up, we have the CLLC, which is the Canadian Limb Lengthening Center in Montreal, Canada. The prices there for femurs are $67,000 uh, US dollars and $70,000 uh, US dollars. In Canadian dollars, it's about 90,000 femurs and about 95,000 tibia. Okay, and that only includes physical therapy and recommendations for local accommodations, okay? Uh, response rate is pretty good. Um, sometimes but i've heard inconsistencies so i th think it's a couple of days maybe max five days i'll give that okay so this is going to fall right in that average or you know price range right around the moderate all right next up we have doll ride the dong hoon advanced lengthening and reconstruction institute in seoul south korea and the prices that we have there are ninety-five thousand for the femurs and one hundred and five thousand for the tibias and um that includes physical therapy and uh accommodations as well um and as well, I think it's BMAC injections for tibial lengthening. Um, as far as response rate goes, uh, it used to be okay. It used to be not so good. But I think that he just contracted with a management group that just you know rapidly uh, speeds up the response rate. So that definitely puts him in the good status there. So as far as price goes, that's going to be in the, um, the high category. It would be an extremely high, but you're getting a lot of accommodations within there so still high price but you get a lot for the service there all right next up we have Metin Kuchikaya in Istanbul Turkey he's the only surgeon that I recommend in Turkey he has the femurs going for $77,000 and the tibias going for $80,000 about um, again these aren't exact prices none of these are really exact it may vary on the patient and what's it you know included and whatnot uh but that does include almost everything right physical therapy housing food transportation um you know a lengthening buddy uh, and their response rate is really good okay because they i think they also contracted with a uh a management group i believe um so you know when you think about that a price of like around eighty thousand dollars with everything included that's going to put them in the moderate uh, category um it's really really good it's actually going to probably almost drop them into the economical um if you think about it because everything's included you don't have to really pay for anything else out of pocket once you pay that one flat rate All right, next up we have 3d surgery in berlin germany with dr thaler and for him we have the femurs going for ninety three thousand dollars and the tibia is going for ninety nine thousand dollars and unfortunately that doesn't include anything besides the surgery itself so no medications no physical therapy no no nothing really so um and unfortunately his opportunity cost of response rate isn't great um i don't know exactly what management's like over there but i've heard patients not getting a hold of him for up to a week or more i know he travels a lot goes to a lot of conferences and stuff but you know it's you know that's when patients reach out they want to at least hear back from you pretty quickly so that's a very high price cost because of the fact that you know not only is the surgery expensive and not no accommodations but you know response rate as well Finally, we have the IOR with Franz Burkholz in Stellenbosch, South Africa, and he has the femurs going for sixty thousand U.S. dollars. The tibia is going for sixty thousand U.S. dollars, so they're even across the board. Uh, that's with the current technology on the market, and um, that includes everything: the physical therapy, rehab, the meals, housing, um, and transportation as well. Um, and his response rate is pretty good. I think it gets back to you within a day or so. So that's really good. Uh, so we're gonna put him in the economical ranking as well. So there you guys have it. That's the ranking for the price category. And we're gonna go ahead and move on. All right, the next category is post-op aftercare. Now this is pretty much if the clinic 
offers physical therapy services after limb lengthening surgery, as well as the skill of the physical therapists themselves. Also, it includes the equipment that they have at their clinics and how well their patients have recovered after the surgery. All right, guys, so we're gonna go ahead and rank the physical therapy and post-op aftercare of the limb lengthening clinic. So starting with the HSS in New York, um, they do have a rehab center. It's not tacked onto their stature lengthening program like some other clinics. So that is an additional cost you'll have to pay for out of pocket, you know, on top of their astronomically high surgery price. But, you know, besides that, I'm sure that their physical therapists are proficient enough to get the job done. They do a lot of medical necessity cases up there, deformities, discrepancies, and they've had their fair share of stature lengthening patients as well. Um, but they're definitely not, you know, the huge teams you'll see at other clinics. And they probably, um, yeah, it's going to increase the cost as well because you got to pay out of pocket. So we're going to rank them around that mid-range with proficient. Next up is the ICLL, International Center for Limb Lengthening in Baltimore. And these are kind of the breeding grounds for physical therapy limb lengthening, right? When it started over 20 years ago, uh, Dr. Herzenberg, Dr. Paley, and, um, you know, they've had Anil Vave there who was kind of like the godfather of physical therapy limb lengthening, right? He's kind of passed down his knowledge to other people like the director of the Paley Institute, physical therapy, Frank Guardo, and, you know, Moshe Roth, and, uh, you know, Mary Miller, who, you know, treated me, Raj, James, Aaron, all those guys. I mean, they were all fantastic. And they kind of came from the ICLO in Anil's teachings. Um, Imran and Marie, who are at another clinic we're going to talk about shortly. So the ICLL kind of has, you know, elite level status in terms of physical therapy. However, their team size and what they offer in terms of stature lengthening is just tendered a tad bit, right? Because they offer 36 sessions, um, which, you know, cuts the cost down, but you need those physical therapy sessions, especially if you're going for maximum amount of length um, in the femur or the tibia. So I think because of that, like the, the experience is there, right? But, you know, in terms of the availability, I think it would be coming down a little bit. I don't know. I'm kind of broken on this. I, I like to put them up, but I'm going to say that just because of the sheer scale of things, right? Like, let's say you have a lot of patients in their availability. They're going to probably focus on that more first. So I'm going to put them, they're going to, I mean, I'm going to put them in the advanced category for that, but it's a close elite, you know, so I'm going to rank them there. All right, next up, we have the height lengthening clinic in Los Angeles, California, and they don't actually have a rehab clinic as part of their program. So I think that because they only have recommendations and this is a stature lengthening we're talking about where physical therapy is like a huge aspect of it. I'm going to put them in a developmental stage because, you know, if you don't have physical therapy and you're just recommending it to, you know, let's say that this person that they recommend to still has seen stature lengthening patients. That helps, but they're not experienced in stature lengthening from the ground up. So I will put them in developmental stage. Um, so because it's not the surgery is not the, the, the whole process, guys. It's just one day. Lengthening is everything after that, and physical therapy is like a daily thing. So I'm gonna put them there. Next up, we have the Paley Institute, um, and you know this is kind of like the gold standard for surgery and physical therapy, right? Because he started the ICLL with Hertzenberg and Tetsworth way back when, and if you think about it, a lot of his patients were seen by Anil Vave, and you know his director of physical therapy, uh, Fran Guardo, was trained by Anil Vave. So um, not only that, but he has over. I think Dr. Robin said something like over 35 physical therapists. So even if he has a lot of medical necessity cases in there, like deformities, discrepancies, pediatric patients, the stature lengthening patients are going to have their pick of certain um, physical therapists so they can get treated, get their flexibility, get their range of motion, and get full functionality back before they go home, right? 
So I'm going to put the Paley Institute in elite status. And this isn't just for his uh, West Palm Beach location. He has a Warsaw, Poland location and his uh, recent Abu Dhabi location in the UAE. All fantastic rehab centers. I think the UAE, UAE one looks really, really nice too. It's huge. Um, so yeah, he's really nailed that in an A-plus range uh, for elite status ranking for physical therapy rehab. Next up, we have the Mongol Anand Hospital in Mumbai, India. Um, you know, last time I talked to Dr. Parihar, he did mention he had physical therapy. I don't think it's to the scale of any of the other ones here. I think I'm going to put that in the competent category because they get the job done for what's needed. Um, I'm sure the clinic is not up to par with, you know, obviously the ones like, you know, ICLL or Paley or anything like that, but it's definitely getting the job done apparently. Um, and, you know, it's probably just competent. It's sufficient. So that's where I'm going to rank that. All right, next up, we have the 3D surgery in Berlin with Dr. Thaler. And last time I talked to him, he did mention he had a good physiotherapist. I think his name is like Frank or something. And, um, you know, I'm sure he has a good rehab clinic as well. I don't think it's to the scale of some of the other clinics up here, but I think it gets the job done based on what he's told me. You know, he has a lot of medical necessity cases. And for stature lengthening, he likes to go the unilateral route, like doing one limb. And then, you know, after that's healed, do the other limb. So it's probably a different approach for physical therapy and rehab than most other clinics who are doing bilateral cases. Um, so for that, I'm going to put him in the proficient status because, you know, obviously his patients turn out really well in the long run, but I'm sure physical therapy has a little bit of a hindrance in terms of, you know, uh, ranking compared to some of the A-listers in here. All right, moving on to Dalry in Seoul, South Korea. All right, look, I mean, <laughs> Dr. Dong Hoon Lee was a pupil of Paley, so he kind of modeled his clinic after Paley. So that almost kind of by default ranks him in the elite category. I mean, if you look at a lot of his video content online, you can see how his rehab center is really kind of world-class. He has a lot of physiotherapists. It's a massive clinic, um, lots of beds, lots of rehab resources and whatnot. So, um, you know, it's easily because of the fact that he has a large scale center, much like Paley's that gets him up there. Um, ICLL, same thing. They have the skill level there, but I just think, think that the scale is there. It's a hospital for advanced um, orthopedics, but I think that you know, scalability, these other clinics are just bigger. And I think that's what pushes them up there. Um, but scale, skill level is really, really good at Doll Ride. Next up, we have the CLLC, the Canadian Limb Lengthening Center in uh, Montreal, Canada. And um, from what I heard, Dr. G told me that um, her physiotherapist is a guy who goes around to, you know, the patients in the local vicinity. And I do think that, you know, some of them actually go to him, I believe, uh, based on what they've told me. So um, I'm going to put that in proficient, right? I don't think it's like a full-on scale rehab center like some of the other clinics up here, but I think it's proficient. It gets the job done. Patients are turning out really well. They don't have any complications, and that's what matters at the end of the day. But, you know, I do think it's not like, you know, the A-list type rehab center that you'll get at some of the other top rankings there. Next up, we have Metin Kuchukaya in Istanbul, Turkey. And uh, the funny thing is, is that he almost almost immediately ranks up here because of his physiotherapist who he has, Armand and Marie. They were trained by Anil Bave. Uh, they worked with Dr. Paley, Dr. Herzenberg, with the patients, I mean. And you got to understand that when that happens, you see some severe cases. You know how to handle a lot of stuff as a physiotherapist. Um, I think scalability is an issue, right? I don't think that they have very many besides them, but that can probably handle a handful of uh patients that are coming through. So their experience takes them from proficient to put them up to advanced. So they're really good at physical therapy. Um, they have a center, but they get their job done for manual therapy, making sure you have full flexibility, range of motion, strength, and whatnot.
And finally, we have Franz Burkholz um, in Stellenbosch, South Africa. Um, based on what Dr. B told me um, in one of our discussions, his physical therapy team is there, right? Like they have you know it together. They deal with a lot of medical necessity cases and now statute lengthening cases. And patients are you know talking about them as well. Like they they're a good team. Um, it's definitely not to the scale as some of the other top clinics. And I don't think that the experience level of the physiotherapists are as vast as some of the other clinics. So I'm going to put them in the proficient status um, for physical therapy. I think it still gets the job done, um, but I don't think it's to this scale as some of the other big dogs in here. So yeah, guys, that's how I'm going to go ahead and rank the physical therapy and post-op aftercare for these clinics. All right. The fifth category is technology. Look, when it comes to lengthening your bones, you need medical devices to do it. But not only that, but having the latest and greatest state-of-the-art devices is key, such as having the internal nails. And also an EOS x-ray machine is a bonus because of its low radiation and detailed interface views that the surgeon can use to kind of like, you know, make planning for your legs. All right, guys, we're gonna go ahead and rank the technology aspect for these limb lengthening clinics. And it's gonna be divided into two halves. We're gonna have the surgery side of things and the rehab side of things. And in the surgery side of things, it's gonna be things like their hospital. What's it like? Is it like, you know, the top of the line or is it just getting by in terms of sufficient? Uh, do they have a normal x-ray machine or the latest and greatest cutting edge technology for the EOS x-ray machine, which is less radiation, better through dimensional analysis and things like that? Um, what's their physical therapy clinic like? Do they have an Alter-G anti-gravity treadmill, hydrotherapy for, you know, your post-op rehab? Okay, and obviously we want to talk about lengthening devices because that's what this is all about. Do they use the latest internal lengthening nails uh, to get this job done safely but effectively? All right, so let's go ahead and start with the HSS in New York. Um, so as far as hospital goes, they are a uh, specialized orthopedic hospital, a very, very good one, but they are non-emergency based. So uh, they are in New York and it's very expensive up there, but they are not an emergency based hospital. Uh, they do not have an EOS x-ray machine. And how can I tell? I basically went to the EOS x-ray machine uh, site and you can check which clinics have that, right? So in New York, there's only two clinics that have it. Um, it's the uh, University of Rochester and then finally University of Buffalo, but there is not the HSS anywhere in here that has it. So, so I'm going to place the HSS at basic. They have a fantastic, you know, surgeon skill level and experience up there but they don't have the latest and greatest cutting edge technology. Not that that's, you know, a deal breaker because they can get the job done very, very well and they have for years and they still do, but I'm just kind of, you know, grading technology here. All right, next up we have the Mongol Anand Hospital in Mumbai, India. And after looking at looking into this, I found that they were a little bit outdated in terms of their hospital, um, their x-ray, uh, they don't have an Alter-G hydrotherapy. They do have the latest lengthening device technology in terms of the Precise 2. Um, however, I don't think they're going to get the Precise Max anytime soon, so that might hinder them a little bit. So I'm going to put them in outdated, um, but, you know, they get the job done. They treat, you know, severe deformities over there, and they do get patients good results. All right, next up is 3D Surgery in Berlin. So they are based at the Bethel Hospital in Berlin, um, and it is an emergency center. They have an emergency center there. Um, it's a good hospital. It's definitely not, you know... Johns Hopkins, but it gets the job done. Do they have an EOS x-ray machine? Not that I could find. Uh, Alter-G, no, I didn't see that. Um, hydrotherapy, I didn't find out 
about that. I don't think so because I remember Dr. Thaler saying that he would love to go to another clinic that we're going to mention here shortly to swim. <laughs> so he doesn't have hydrotherapy. Uh, but they do have the latest and greatest LinkedIn device technology. So I'm going to put him in basic. He gets the job done. It's above average. Next up, we have the Canadian Limb Lengthening Center in Montreal, Canada. So Dr. G basically kind of partnered up with her twin sister, who's a plastic surgeon, um, does a lot of cosmetic surgeries up there. It's not a you know full-on hospital. It's an outpatient kind of private clinic. So they do have surgery rooms and whatnot. Um, it looks amazing up there. Uh, it's definitely cutting-edge technology for what they they, the, the rooms that they have, but it's not your emergency-based hospital. So if there's a serious problem, you're going to be going to the main hospital for that. Uh, they don't have an EOS extra machine, as I could tell on the EOS site. Um, they don't have Alter-G for physical therapy or hydrotherapy, but they do have the latest lengthening device technology. So I'm going to slip her into basic as well um, because it gets the job done and it's efficient. Next up, we have the Paley Institute, and they are located at the St. Mary's Medical Center in West Palm Beach, Florida. Now, that's a level one trauma center hospital. It's a massive hospital it's like a six or seven mansions big it's big um, I uh, actually went there when I was working on the documentary last year and I saw it firsthand it's a big hospital they uh, so it's top of the line in terms of hospital grade uh, they do have an EOS x-ray machine as well which is really good because it's less radiation like I said 3d uh, analysis of your bones it's more comfortable and more natural for uh, the surgeons to plan for your surgery as well okay uh, they do have an Alter-G anti-gravity treadmill in their physical therapy center, and they are building a hydrotherapy um, or a pool for hydrotherapy as well. So that's coming soon. And obviously, Dr. Pilly does have the latest and greatest lengthening device technology. He's, you know, most times the chief surgeon on the developmental boards for things like the Precise 2.2, the Stride, the uh, new Precise Max that's coming out. So I'm going to put them in cutting edge, right? Like <laughs> they have everything, all the boxes checked because of that new hydrotherapy pool being added in um, within the next year. So because of that, they're going to be cutting edge. If not, I would have slipped them into advance, but he's putting that into there and he has a ton of therapists that work with patients. They do also ace them like uh, other clinics. So yeah, he gets cutting edge technology there. Next up, we have Metin Kuchikaya in Istanbul, Turkey. So uh, recently what I've heard is that his team has partnered with um, a really good clinic uh, in Istanbul there, and they do have an EOS extra machine, and they do get the latest and greatest lengthening device technology. Because don't, they do not have an Alter-G, they don't have hydrotherapy, uh, and their hospital, I, do, I think it's an outpatient clinic. So as far as all that goes, I'm going to say because of the EOS, it's going to knock them up to advance um, in the lengthening devices, but you know, not having Alter-G and hydrotherapy is going to put just keep them down from cutting edge. So that's a, that's a sweet spot right there in the advanced category. Next up is the International Center for Limb Lengthening uh, in Baltimore at Sinai Hospital, and that is an emergency-based hospital, so they definitely have that checked. Um, they do have an EOS x-ray machine for great analysis of your bones. Um, in their physical therapy clinic, they have an Alter-G. Uh, they do have a pool on site. They have a gate lab, um, and they have the latest and greatest lengthening device technology as well. Now, I'm not so sure if they're going to have the uh, precise max, you know, at day one like Paley will or uh, but you know that's not going to keep them from being cutting edge because they have all the other boxes checked so the current technology that they have is good enough and I'm sure they're gonna get the the new nail um, shortly after so definitely cutting edge as well
All right, so next up we have Dalry, which is the Donghoon Advanced Lengthening Reconstruction Institute in Seoul, South Korea. And as far as hospital goes, uh, the clinic looks amazing, clean and pristine. Um, however, it's not an emergency hospital. It's like an outpatient uh, lengthening clinic, kind of like CLLC here. Um, but they do have an EOS x-ray machine, so that's cutting edge there. They do have an Alter-G um, anti-gravity treadmill. They do have hydrotherapy, and he gets the latest and greatest lengthening device technology. So um, as far as the hospital not being an emergency hospital, um, I think that's the only thing thing uh but he does have the other stuff so just having one um factor not being there i'm still gonna put that as cutting edge um all right so that's where he's gonna be ranked next up we have the height lengthening clinic in los angeles california and i know dr m moved to a new clinic uh location um and it's right across from a big hospital so that's pretty good it's i guess you can kind of consider that as being part of a emergency hospital although they're not part of it but like yeah so um the hospital gets a thumbs up. Uh, does he have an EOS X-ray machine? No, not that I could find. I looked on the EOS X-ray machine website. Um, he doesn't have an Alter-G because he doesn't have a physical therapy clinic, so that means no for hydrotherapy as well. And lengthening device technology, he does get the latest and greatest of that. So I'm going to put him in basic. All right, so next up we have Franz Burkholz from Stellenbosch, South Africa. And this is a non-emergency-based hospital. It's an orthopedic outpatient hospital. Um they do not have an EOS extra machine. Uh, they for their lengthening the physical therapy clinic. They don't have an Alter G anti gravity treadmill. No hydrotherapy. Uh, from what I could tell, okay. Now they may have a local pool nearby. You can go and do hydrotherapy, but on site at the rehab clinic they don't. Um, and lengthening device technology. So far he has the latest and greatest for lengthening devices. Um, so I will put him in basic as well. I think he gets the job done. He has everything you need. Um, and it's above standard for that reason. All right, guys. So that's how we're going to rank the technology aspect for these lengthening clinics. And the final category is marketability. This is basically how the surgeons present themselves to prospective patients, as well as their peers and social media branding, as well as their academic upstanding and literature that they provide. In other words, it means that they get ranked higher when they do not engage in patient pleasing by overpromising risky results just to allure or attract new patients. They get a bonus amp if they have a warm and welcoming bedside manner, which is crucial for stature patients who are paying a high ticket for the surgery. All right, guys, we're gonna go ahead and rank the marketability of these limb lengthening clinics. And what that means is basically how they portray themselves through their advertising practices to their prospective patients. And um, this isn't going to necessarily uh, decrease how they treat their patients or the patient results, but it is a way of how we keep the industry destigmatized, uh, at least for cosmetic stature lengthening, right? We don't want limb lengthening, which was a, a, a procedure done for medical necessity, to be tarnished because of this cosmetic procedure. Um, it can be done safely, it can be done tastefully, and that's the goal here is to kind of rank these clinics and see how the top 10 are doing, okay? And before we begin, I just want to mention that I have interviewed uh, all of the surgeons from each of these clinics at one point or another on my YouTube channel, um, and I feel like it was done in a very professional manner uh, to educate prospective and current patients about the procedure, about these clinics and the surgeon's uh, surgical approaches and the procedures that they offer. Um, and I think it did a really good job, right? Like some of these surgeons got their, you know, uh, their claim to fame from that. And I, I'm very, very happy that they were able to come on the scene and help patients achieve their goals because of that. So um, I did do some marketing for them in a way, um, you know, indirectly. So that doesn't count. What we're doing is ranking their own clinical marketing or their own individual surgeon marketing. I should have actually done it through surgeons, but we'll do it by clinic right now. And, uh, 
you know, we just want to kind of rank it like that. Okay. So first up, we have the ICLL. And I think they do a really, you know, professional job, um, you know, at their marketing. It's very educational, informative. They don't, you know, push the surgery on people. However, I did see a, a TV news segment or two out there where it was kind of going towards the general public about you know, stature lengthening, which you kind of have to kind of talk about it. Um, but at the end of the day, what's the ulterior motive behind it? Um, but I'll put in the professional category. I think it's still above board, very professional. Um, they do a good job. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's where I'm going to rank them. All right, next up, we have the Paley Institute, which I believe has done a very professional job with their marketing. Um, it's very educational, very informative. I mean, people love when he comes on the channel and talks. I think I call it the interviews that break the internet. <laughs> um, you guys are, your eyes are glued to his interviews because of, uh, he's the guy, the godfather of limb lengthening, right? He, he kind of brought it all back to North America. A lot of these surgeons have actually benefited off of what he's brought back here. Um, either they've been a student of his or he's brought it back and they their center has started because of their his um but yeah uh i think that you know the way he portrays stature lengthening um is the way that he sees it going forward um you know some surgeons have kind of taken it and kind of done the, added their own twist to it or this or that and you know marketing can kind of you know contort the story um but you know paley is kind of the original source of you know stature lengthening and um I think he does a very professional job at that. I think it would be ethical, but I think at the end of the day, you have to market your practice. If you're too ethical, you really can't get the word out there to other uh, prospective patients. But um, I think it's done in a very tasteful manner, um, and we hope to have him back on the channel soon. Next up, we have Dal Rai with Dong Hoon Lee. And, um, you know, I think that he does a really good job at his marketing. I think that, you know, I, I'm going to put in a promotional. Um, I think that his YouTube channel does talk about, you know, patients lengths uh and how their legs look and proportions and stuff a little bit um which is fine and it's promotional which i think is fine and it gets the, the point across and it gets patients from it and it works um you know but at the same time we don't want to necessarily imprint on you know prospective patients brains that hey this goal is achievable by all which i don't think is what he does but at the same time somebody could take that if it's not clearly stated that these results are not typical for all patients so i'm gonna put them in promotional which is again it's perfectly fine doesn't change the fact that he gets stellar results with his patients uh but it's a promotional marketing uh ranking for him all right next up we have met kuchikaya uh which i believe is almost a little too ethical with his marketing <laughs> at least at least he was um you know because of the fact that he was very careful with how he portrayed himself with cosmetic stature lengthening right he's a very academic uh, surgeon um informational educational um, does a lot of clinical trials and, you know, he's a deformity reconstruction specialist first and foremost, much like all of these surgeons are. Um, but I feel like he's going to be put into the ethical category. He doesn't overmarket. Um, if you seek him out, he's going to probably qualify you to see if he wants to do the surgery with you, which is a really interesting approach. You know, I really do think this category is the healthiest category for the clinics because they got to talk about your that you do the surgery um but this is where i'm going to put him because he's probably just broke back onto the scene and um yeah that's that's where i'm going to have him next up we have the height lengthening clinic uh you know with dr uh, mabuian and I, i'm going to probably rank him in the superficial category i think at one point he was might have been a little aggressive with his marketing um you know through tiktoks and you know talking about how much height you can gain and then you know having patient testimonials of like you know, saying you can get eight centimeters on the tibias and things like that, which is, it's, it's possible. I'm not saying it's not impossible. It's, it's impossible to do that. However, you've got to be careful because 
patients who are watching these things, they can almost see it as a cosmetic procedure, like, oh, I want that as well, right? You got to make it clear through your marketing that, hey, this these results are not typical, which we kind of saw a little bit with Dong Hun Lee's, um, but we do see it with his sometimes. So I think he's calmed down a little bit from, you know, what he was doing on some of his Instagram videos or TikTok videos, uh, but I think I'll keep him in the superficial category. Um, you know, I think between promotional and professional, that's probably the healthiest range for marketing this procedure. But uh, I'll put him in superficial for now. Not bad. Doesn't really, you know, affect results long term, but it may affect the type of patient you get, right, and what their expectations are. And that can change the end result. So you got to kind of be careful with your marketing because if somebody expects something and they don't get it, then it can just be a downward spiral from there. Okay. Next up, we have the HSS in New York. I'm going to put them into the ethical category almost automatically. I think that, you know, Dr. Rosberg, when I first interviewed him way back in 2020, he told me, hey, look, stature lengthening, it's a, it's a very small scope of my practice. He'll do it. If you approach him, he'll qualify you, see if he wants to take you on. But he even went on Business Insider this year and said, hey, look, I don't do that BS cosmetic stuff. I do stature lengthening, not cosmetic limb lengthening. And he kind of made a, a line in the sand between the two terms, right? Which, although they're synonymous, but... He kind of basically said that, you know, cosmetic limb lengthening is not what limb lengthening was made for. It wasn't made for, hey, I'm five foot ten, I want to go in and get three inches taller. Um, it was made for people who were short statured and they wanted to boost their height to kind of improve their confidence and just feel better about themselves. Not necessarily confidence, but just feel better about themselves. And I think that um, by doing that, he kind of you know, really aligned with the uh, orthopedic community uh, more so than the uh, stature lengthening community. And, you know, that's perfectly fine, you know, but I think he does a really good job with it. And same thing with Dr. Taylor Reef. Like, I haven't seen any promotional marketing from him as well. So they can only get better with their marketing by slipping into the professional category by marketing more, but um, they they haven't hurt themselves at all. Their reputation is still top-notch. Next up, we have 3D surgery with Dr. Peter Thaler. Um, I'm going to almost slip him into the ethical category almost automatically because of the fact that, you know, he even told me, you know, look, Victor, I'm not really one to go out and get cosmetic patients. If they approach me and they plead their case and, and I, I decide to take them on, sure, I'll go ahead and do it, um, but they're going to do it my way and I'm going to make sure that their expectations align with my expectations and things like that. That's an ethical marketer. Um, you know, again, if you want more stature lengthening patients, you'll probably have to slip into the professional category or promotional. Um, but I think that that's where he's comfortable. He gets patients uh, how he's comfortable. Like, All right, so next up we have the Canadian Limb Lengthening Center with Dr. Marie Gudelovich. Um, you know, I think that she does a really good job with her marketing. Like, again, I think that she really kind of broke into the scene through the interview that I did with her back in late 2020. Um, and then after that, she realized <laughs> what, you know, getting stature lengthening patients can do for her practice. And, you know, I think she's done a lot more, a lot less uh, at the hospital and she's doing a lot more at her private clinic now because of it. Um, but she's also done a documentary um, and she's done other news segments and stuff. So she's used the media to leverage herself up uh, to into the, the limelight of this procedure, right, at least in Canada, big time. And um I got to say that it's probably in that promotional category. Again, not a bad thing. It's in that healthy range for promoting your service. It's a cosmetic procedure. You're paying out of pocket, so you want cash flow for your, your, your clinic and to boost revenue. So it's fine. It's just where it is. Um, she has talked about there isn't something called over-lengthening, which I do believe that there is. I think that, you know, there's always a limit for lengthening no matter how much Botox you put in a muscle. But I think um, – I think that, you know, her marketing is fine. It's above the board. She gets great results. She's a good surgeon. Um, but, you know, I just want to 
there's my dog. That's why I never shoot videos at home. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so that's why I'm going to put her. Next up, we have Franz Burkholz in Stellenbosch, South Africa. Again, he really kind of came onto the scene um, in the last year once we did an interview with him. Um, his marketing kind of only really has been through uh, the interactions that I've done. Um, I know that he's done, you know, community drops into the communities with the patients and direct messaging. Um, and that works with from, for other surgeons in here too that do that. Um, but, you know, I don't see him doing any distasteful marketing. Um, I'm going to put him in the professional category for marketing. I think it's a really upstanding way to, uh, you know, acquire patients for this procedure. Um, he allows them to reach out to him. And he'll sometimes answer questions and do value-based marketing, which is a very powerful way of getting patients for this procedure. Finally, we have the Mongol Anand Hospital in Mumbai, India with Dr. Parihar. And, you know, I think his marketing is also ethical. It's almost not enough to get word out about stature lengthening. But again, it depends on what he wants to do. It doesn't change the fact that he's a good surgeon, very careful, um, you know. But, you know, as far as marketing goes, he doesn't necessarily go out and getting cosmetic patients. In fact, he talks more and does lectures on deformity cases um, and limb lengthening overall than stature lengthening. Um, so it might hinder his patient acquisition, but that doesn't change anything. But this is just a ranking for how their marketability is, how healthy uh, they are for stature lengthening as a whole. And the good thing is, is that they are very like this top 10. You, what would you expect from the top 10, right? Like that's how they lasted. They kept a good reputation. I do think that we got to be careful from slipping into the superficial category because there are other clinics out there online that we all know about that overmarket, right? They, they're very aggressive with their marketing and it can almost slip into the unethical, which would be down um, in the very, very low uh, slumps there. But, you know, we got to be very careful because the goal is to keep this procedure as destigmatized as possible so that it can grow, right? We want the reputation to grow so that as it, you know, grows, more patients who want to get this done can get it done safely with good surgeons, get a good result, and it can be a new cosmetic procedure that's added to the market um, that won't just phase away or be the laughing stock of all the other cosmetic procedures out there. So these are the rankings for the marketability aspect of limb lengthening. And finally, the overall category. I know this category is just for fun. Look, I'm not really one to rank surgeons in any particular order, as many of them are world-class, else they wouldn't have made my list. That being said, I know you guys like to have a ranking system for fun, so here we go. All right, guys, we're gonna go ahead and rank the top 10 Limitin clinics using a tally system. Again, this is just for fun, but as you can see on the left-hand side, I have each of the categories listed, and I give them a ranking based on our tiered chart that we used to rank them earlier. And um, obviously the cost was inverted because the higher the cost, the less favorable that is by patients. Um, but we're going to go ahead and do this now. So as you can see, the Paleo Institute got 4.5, Height Lengthening got 2.7, CLLC got 3.2, ICLL got 4.2, uh, Franz Burkholz got 3.8, Mongol Parihar got 3.3, 3, uh, 3D Surgery with Peter Thrall got 3.2, Dal Rai with Dong Hoon got 3.8, HSS with Rosbrook and Reef got 3.3, and Met and Kujikaya got a 4. So as you guys can see, the top 10 Lemelithin clinics um, ranked by that was Paley Institute, ICLL, Met and Kujikaya, Dal Rai, Franz Burkholz, HSS, uh, CLLC, 3D Surgery, uh, Mongol Parihar, and Height Lengthening Clinic. Again, the top 10, these are all fantastic surgeons, uh, good clinics, but... The thing is, is that I just wanted to give you guys a tiered ranking of these uh, centers. But the funny thing is, is that not all of these factors matter. So we're going to do another ranking here in a second because technically, you know, things like cost don't really matter. 
for the end result, right? Like if you pay more, doesn't necessarily mean that you know it's 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 a worse clinic. In fact, it's most likely going to be a better clinic. <laughs> but um, you know, not in all situations. It just means that the economic environment and whatnot. But um, the same thing with technology and marketing. You can still get the same end result with a a more outdated method. Um, and marketing isn't going to be the end all. It's just how prospective patients hear about a product or service. So um, we're going to go ahead and re-rank this with what matters. Okay, so this is the chart of what really matters, experience, success rate, and physical therapy, because with those three categories, you can usually get a good result. So um, we have the Paley Institute, all straight five, so they got a five. Height lengthening got a two. Uh, CLLC got a 3.3. ICL got a four. Franz Burkholz got a 3.7. Mongol Parihar got 2.7. Uh, 3D Surgery got 3.7. And Dalry got 4.3. HSS got four. Met and Kuchikai got four. Now, I know that some of you might be asking why did I give uh, ICL like experience of three? Well, it's just based on, you know, there's two surgeons from that clinic, so I had to average them out. Um, otherwise, they probably would have got, if, depending on which surgeon you, you we went with, it's just, you know, time of the game, we would have had a different number here. Same thing with HSS. If we just went with Roswick's number, obviously experience was more vast uh, than the Taylor Reef, but they averaged out to about 3.5. We round up. So, um, all right. So that's basically what we got going on there. Um, and then the final score for top 10 limiting clinics is the Paley Institute. Again, uh, Dalry takes a second. HSS takes third place. ICL takes fourth. Fifth place is Met and Kuchikaya. Uh, sixth place is Franz Burkholz. Seventh place is 3D uh, Surgery with Peter Thaler. Um, eighth, place, eighth place is CLLC with Marie Gadelovic. Uh, ninth place is Mongol Parihar. And then tenth place is Height Lengthening with Dr. Mabubian. All right, guys, so that is your top 10. Um, again, this is just for fun. Um, I know that it's it's going to cause a lot of like debate and stuff, but take it for what it is. I had a great time with this uh, video. I hope you guys enjoyed it. All right, guys, there you have it. A ranking for the top 10 Limitin clinics. Just know that it's super hard to rank surgeons because when a surgeon develops the ability to consistently avoid complications and efficiently achieve an optimal outcome for their patients, then they're safe enough to go to. That being said, this more than often comes with years of experience, but in some cases, their training and having a knack or being wired for the procedure expedites this process. Then when you weigh the rest of the factors, a ranking becomes clear. Even so, there's still another 10 to 15 surgeons that I could rank, but I either couldn't get enough quality information on them or their clinic, or they fell below satisfactory in at least one of the categories. All right, guys, that's all I got. Look, I'm sure there's gonna be a ton of debate in the comments below, which I expect and I hope that there is. Let's talk about this. I hope you guys found the video helpful. If you did, go ahead and hit that like button. And until next time, this is Victor from Cyborg for Life, signing out, peace. Oh, guys, real quick before we go, there's one more clinic. <laughs> you forgot this guy, that's right.